uh, a voice of encouragement. And, and one thing kept coming back to me time and time again as I looked at Scriptures and, and I had thoughts in my head, and that is faithful steward. Faithful steward. Over and over and over again. And so I looked into God's Word. Matthew, the 25th chapter, is where we'd like to go today. If you have your Bibles, and I hope that you do, and you'll go there with me. And um, in the 25th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, and we have to back up to chapter 24 to get a full understanding of what is happening here. And in, in chapter 24, Jesus' disciples ask a question. And the question is... When will the end of time be? How will we know it is coming? How will we recognize it? What will it look like? And so beginning in chapter 24 and down through chapter 25, Jesus is telling them again and again and again what the end of time will be like. But the main message is this, be ready. Just be ready because you never know when it's coming. He says it's going to be like a thief who comes in the night. It's going to be sudden and unexpected. When no one thinks it's going to happen is exactly when it's going to happen. Now, he said some precursors. He said there are some things that are going to happen before that comes. And there will be signs. There will be indicators for you. But you won't know when it's going to happen. And he tells parable after parable and teaching after teaching in relationship to the end of time and and to when people are or how they can begin to look and to see and to understand. And that brings us to Matthew, the 25th chapter, beginning in verse 14. And there's a story there, a parable that Jesus tells. It says this, for it is just like. So you get that? He's referring back to the end of time. And he said, it is just like a man about to go on a journey. Well, that's exactly what happened, didn't it? Jesus came and he gave his life to sacrifice for our sins. He was buried in the tomb, resurrected on the third day. He ascended to the right hand of the Father. And the Scripture says that someday he's coming back to claim those who belong to him. And so he says, it's just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves or servants and entrusted his possessions to them. And the one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability, and he went on his journey. Immediately the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. In the same manner, the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. We're going to stop right there. We'll pick up with the rest of the story in just a moment. But there are some lessons that I want us to learn from these first few verses of this parable. The the first lesson is this. Nothing belongs to us. It is all His. Every single thing in this world belongs to Him. It's not ours. This, this building, while, while the church is the people, the body of Christ, we call this the church. This building is not yours. Don't own it. Don't have possession of it. It's not yours. Okay? We have to understand that. 
Everything that is in this world belongs to Him. In fact, Psalm chapter 24 and verse 1 says, The earth belongs to Him, and everything that is in it, the world and everyone who inhabits it. Every person who exists in this world belongs to Him. And everything in this world belongs to Him. Your home is not yours. It's His. Your job is not yours. It's His. Your bank account is not yours. It's His. We could go on and on and on, but everything in this world belongs to Him. And it's very clear here when it talks about the Master and His possessions. Notice the phraseology there. It's His possessions. He gave them His possessions. What? To be good stewards over. He gave them His possessions to accept responsibility for in His absence. That's what He's done with us. Everything that we have, everything that we are, including us. Because it says in Psalm 24, 1, the world and all who inhabit it belong to Him. Even my very life is His. He gives me breath. He allows my heart to beat. If it is not for Him, I do not exist. Everything is His. And it says He gave them His possessions. And then He went away. Why did He do that? For them to take care of. For them to be responsible for in His absence. That's exactly what He calls us to do. He calls us to be good stewards of that which He's blessed us with in His absence. We're to be good stewards of our homes. We're to be good stewards of our jobs. We're to be good stewards of our bank accounts. We're to be good stewards of our lives. We're to be good stewards of the church and everyone who is a part of it. And when we can begin to understand, recognize, and realize in our materialistic world that there isn't anything that we have that belongs to us, but everything belongs to Him, we begin to look at life a little bit differently. Begin to recognize exactly what it is that He's called us to in this world as He has left His possessions for us to, to care for and to be stewards of in His absence. Second thing I want us to see is this, and this is so powerful. He trusts you. He trusts you and He trusts me. The Master entrusted His possessions to His servants. He trusts them. The Father trusts you. He trusts me. He trusts us with His possessions. The things that belong to Him. The things that are His. He trusts us with it. The Master entrusted His possessions to them. Do you think that if the Master and the Creator of the universe can trust entrust us with His possessions, that we ought to trust Him? We don't very often, do we? We think we have to do it on our own. We think we have to accomplish it by ourselves. We think we have to do this and we have to do that and we have to take care of it and all these things. And, and, and so we get caught up in the idea that, that we're responsible. And he says, I trust you. Why can't you trust me? Why don't you trust me? Why, why, why don't you give me the things of your life that I've given to you and let me take care of it for you? And so he trusts us and he calls us to trust him. Next thing I want us to note is this. We are not all gifted equally. You understand that? We're not all the same. We're not all equal. We're not all gifted equally. It says to one he gave five, to one he gave two, and to another he gave one. I think about my good friend. I think about being gifted equally, right? 
and, and not even close. When he sings and he opens his, his mouth to, to bring forth music, it inspires, it encourages it comforts. It brings peace. I was standing there this morning listening to His voice. And I want to promise you, it is a beautiful, beautiful voice. And, and I didn't get gifted with that. In fact, my family says, please don't sing. Please don't sing. It's not pretty when I open my mouth. But when my brother opens his mouth, it's beautiful. When he opens his mouth, it inspires and it encourages and and it's a wonderful thing. We're not all gifted equally. And we need to understand that from God's Word. We can go to the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter. We can go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And he talks about the different gifts that, has been, that have been given. He talks about the different abilities that have been extended. He talks about the different parts of the body. And he talks about the hand and the foot and the eye. And he says we're all different parts of the same body and we need each other. But we're not all gifted the same. We're not all gifted with the same abilities. We're not all given the same talents. But he says this, you are to use your talents to the best of their ability. You are to use what He has given you to the very best and to His glory. And if we will do that, then we'll see the benefit and we'll reap the blessing that comes from being a good steward of His Word. And so when I think about that this morning and I look into the text, he says, listen, the guy who had five, he went immediately began to trade and he got five more. The guy had two, he did the same thing, he went and he got two more. So they went from five to ten and went from two to four. But this guy who just had one, he says he went and dug a hole. And, and he put the talent in it and he covered it over and he hid it. And that's where we find ourselves in the, in the parable. That's where we find ourselves in the story this morning. Is understanding the process. Understanding the things that began to take place. And the fact that, that one went and multiplied and two went and multiplied. But the third guy... He just buried it and kept it. He just maintained. Maintained. That's an interesting word. But that's what he did. He just maintained. So we come to verse 19. And verse 19 says, And then the master returned. Here's an interesting phrase. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came, and listen to this, settled accounts. You understand that? You recognize the correlation between the fact that He gave us His possessions, He trusted us with them, and He went away, and now He's coming back. He's coming back. The day is coming. He's coming back. And when He does, He's going to settle accounts. He is going to, to look us in the eye and ask us how we did with what He blessed us with. And we have to be accountable. We are responsible for the things that God has blessed us with in life. Remember, it's not ours. It's His. But we are responsible for how we use it. We are responsible for the stewardship of it. And so He calls us to this faithfulness of stewardship. And He comes and He returns to settle accounts with them. And the one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master... You entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter in, listen to that word, to the joy of your master. 
what he had done was pleasing to his master. The faithful steward, the faithful servant was pleasing to his master. The one also who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more talents. Now listen, his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Did you notice something? One guy was given five and produced ten. One guy was given two and produced four. But the reward was the same. The settling of the counts, he didn't say, because you had more and you did more with it, your, your re- reward is greater. He didn't say because you had less and you didn't do as much with it that your reward is less. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you master over many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Same reward. Same response. Same outcome. Whether he had five or two, if he used them to the glory of the master and he reproduced and did what was expected of a good steward, the reward was the same. But now we come to the third guy. And this is the part of the story that's concerning for us. And the one who also who had received the one talent came up and said to the master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid. And I went away and I hid your talent. Notice what he says. He recognizes I hid your talent. He didn't say mine. He didn't say what you gave to me. I hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. I want to talk about that for just a moment. Here is a servant. Remember, he's a servant of the master, just like the other two servants. He's a part of the, the, the family as far as a servant to the master. But it says that he lived in fear. He was afraid to take a risk. He was afraid to do something different. He was afraid to take a chance. Notice what it said about the first guy. It said he went and, and he traded. Think about the terms that they're using there. That he took a risk with those five talents. He didn't know. He wasn't sure it was going to turn out to be ten talents. But he was willing to take the risk for the glory of the Master. He was willing to take the risk to do something with what the master had left in his responsibility and his care. Same thing for the guy with two. But the guy with one talent, it said he was afraid. He lived his life in fear. And he was afraid to take action. He was afraid to take risk. He was afraid to do something different. He was comfortable in his comfort zone. And he didn't want to get out of that comfort zone. And he didn't want to do something different. And he didn't want to take a risk. And he lived in fear. He says, listen, I knew you to be a hard master. That you would sow where you, that you would reap where you did not sow. That you would gather where you had not planted seed. And so I lived in fear. First two servants didn't live in fear. They had a relationship with the master that allowed them to live in the joy of the Master. 
Allow them to take some risk and know that the master would be okay with that. Allow them to get out of their comfort zone and do something different to use what he had blessed them with to his glory. They were, they were okay with that. And what happens is what happens. What comes is what comes. But this guy, he's living in fear. And because he's living in fear, he's not willing to take a risk. He's not willing to take a chance. He's not willing to make a change. He's not willing to do anything different. I'm going to dig a hole and I'm going to bury it and I'm going to maintain. I got it. I got this talent and it's protected, it's taken care of, and I'm going to maintain it. And when he comes back, I'll give him what is his. Notice the response of the master when we look at the text. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow. I gathered where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank. And on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. I want to stop for just a moment. What makes this guy wicked? Did he take the talent and go out and spend it on, on wild living like the prodigal son? Did he take the talent and go out and, and invest it and spend it or, or use it in something that was unclean or unholy or impure in any way? No. What he did do was what he didn't do. What he did do that made him wicked and lazy was that he was not willing to take a chance. He was not willing to risk. He was not willing to get out of his comfort zone. He was not willing to make a change. He just wanted to maintain. And just maintaining in the eyes of the Master, he said that's wicked and lazy. That's the easy way out just to maintain. That's the easy way out just to, to stay in your comfort zone. That's the easy way out just to, to take the safe road. Got to be willing to risk. Got to be willing to change. Got to be willing to get out of our comfort zone. And he wasn't willing to do that. And, and it's not that we can look at this servant and go, Oh, he was such a sinner. He was such a reprobate. He was such a horrible person. No. The only thing we can see about this guy is he just was okay with maintaining. And the master said it's not okay just to maintain. In fact, he said that makes you wicked and lazy. And the master passes judgment. Listen to what he says. He says, therefore take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. Just think about that for just a moment. Ponder the thought of the process. He came to settle accounts. Remember that? Back up earlier a few verses. He came to settle accounts. And in settling the accounts, the servant said, you gave me five, here's ten I've multiplied what you've given me. I've been a good steward. But notice he says, give it to the guy who has ten. In other words, the master didn't take the talents away from him. He didn't say, oh, thanks for the ten talents. Here, I want those back. He said, give it, the one, to the guy who has ten. He still has the ten. He didn't take it away from him. In fact, he said, you've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you master over many more things. Because you've been a faithful servant. For everyone who has shall more be given, and he shall have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Now listen to this last verse. 
go ahead and cast out the worthless. Wow. This guy had no value. Why? Because he lived in fear and he just wanted to maintain. He has no value. Cast out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So I want to ask you today. What are you doing with what God has blessed you with? Are you just maintaining? Or are you just hanging on and surviving? Or are you willing to take a risk? Willing to get out of your comfort zone? Willing to do something different for the glory of the Father that we can reproduce what He's blessed us with? I know this morning, for many, many years, my brother and I have met on a weekly basis. And we have prayed together, we've laughed together, we've cried together. And he's a faithful servant. And what I would say today, well done. Well, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter in to the joy of the Master and know without any doubt You've been pleasing. You've brought joy to your Master. Father, we bow before You. We thank You. It's rare in life for us to to find someone who is so faithful. It's rare in life to find someone who used their gifts and talents to the greatest glory of your kingdom. A humble heart, a faithful servant, and a good, good steward. Father, today I thank you for the life of my friend Harold. For the years of service and for the commitment of faithfulness. In the example that he has set. And I believe today that your word to him, and I am so honored that you speak it through me, is well done, good and faithful servant. Help us to honor that legacy, to continue that ministry and that service, to follow his example. And we pray these things in Jesus' name.